Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Hi and welcome to the show. Today I thought I would talk about screens and device use and kids being on their phones even more than usual during these coronavirus uh, times. It's really, really hard for all of us, myself included. I have three teenagers aged 15, 17 and 19 and I am witnessing and observing them being on their screens even more than they were before. And it can lead me to feel all sorts of different emotions. I feel sad, I feel angry, I feel frustrated, I feel powerless, I feel helpless, I feel hopeless at times. Because this is the current reality. The reality is such that our kids during lockdown, when they're at home and not at school, are going to be on their screens more. And this is infuriating for us, for us as parents. And what were challenges at home pre-coronavirus are exaggerated and exacerbated and accentuated even more now. So whatever wasn't going quite right pre these times is going to be very obviously not right and in your face during these times. And I'm noticing this with the clients I'm working on with, with one-on-one in my private coaching practice And they will all admit that pre-coronavirus, this was a problem. There's new problems and new challenges that are coming about as a result of being shut at home and on lockdown with our families, with no escape, so to speak. But the old challenges are raising their ugly heads and they're raising them hard and fiercely and in our face and making us feel all sorts of things. You know, I listed a few feelings that I feel at times and I'm sure you can relate and feel them too. So you're probably sitting here saying, yeah, absolutely, that's all well and good, but what do I do? How do I cope with this? What should I do? What's the solution? And I think the first place to start is to have some empathy for your kids and really try and walk in their shoes and understand that they are struggling too. And what we see in their behaviors is, of, is, is just the surface, that there's a lot more going on beneath the surface. There's a lot more going on than meets the eye, but we're just seeing a fraction of it. We're seeing them not listen, get angry, shout at us, not do their chores, not do their homework perhaps, and what we, what we see, we react to versus what we see, we witness with no judgment and we try and work out, I wonder what's going on beneath the surface here. 
And if we can have some empathy for them and walk in their shoes, we will realize that these are very, very uncertain times for them. They're not going to turn around and say, Mom, I'm feeling really scared right now and uncertain and I don't know how long we're going to be on lockdown for and how long will it be until I see my friend and how long will it be until I can play field hockey or basketball or go go in my swim team again. We don't know. They don't know. So they've got all these feelings inside of them and they're often not very good at expressing themselves. Are we really good at expressing ourselves and really sharing how we feel? For us, it's the same thing. How we feel is one way inside, but how we express it might be another way. We might nag, we might yell, our, our tempers will be short and we will be, you know, short fuse. So we're all displaying and showing up in a way that sometimes is not the best way. But we have to have empathy for our kids and know that they're going to be on their screens more. And I think this makes it harder for us because... Not only were they on their screens a lot before lockdown, now they're on their screens to do all their homework. At least when they were going to school between nine and three, they were not on their screens all the time. There was, there was time away from screens. Now they're on their screens from nine till three doing their homework. And even if they're not live in a classroom with a teacher, they're having to do their homework online. Very few of the teachers are assigning written projects, art, you know, some, some um, art projects are offline, but so much now is online and we're pulling our hair out as parents. So we have to come up with a plan, but it can't always just be our plan, our agenda and our rules. Because when we go to our kids, especially as they get older and we say, this is what it's going to look like. You're only having X amount of time on your screens and you're not playing this and you're not doing that and get off your social media. Then it's our way and they're going to fight us. So um, a way that I am recommending the clients I'm working with to deal with this is to collaborate with your child and ask them outside of schoolwork, how much time do you need to be spending on your phone or on your device? And, you know, they, they might be, and what, what types of things are you wanting to do on your device outside of schoolwork? They might say, well, I want to play Fortnite every day and I want to be on my Instagram every day and I want to Snapchat every day. And you're like, okay, how much time do you need to game? And they might say, three hours. And you might go, mm, too much. How about two? And they go, mom, that's not enough. And maybe you stick with two or maybe you stick with one. But you come up with it together. And then you say, how much time on Snapchat? And they'll come up with a time. And how much time on whatever the other platform was that I, I, I threw out there. So they have a structure. They've now got something to go by. But that's not enough. We have to then accept that we're going to have to remind them. They can put the timer on. You can put the timer on. But trust me, when they're playing Fortnite or they're in a Snapchat thread with their friends, they're not going to hear the timer. They'll switch it off and ignore it. And in my books, yeah, it's irritating they ignore it, but I understand why they ignore it. There's, there's little else for them to do. You try and get a 15-year-old out to go for a walk, a family walk, it's hard. Try and get your 17-year-old to go out on the bike if they can. It's hard. They might say no. And if you force them and bribe them and threaten them, 
you're going to fracture the relationship and the connection you have with them. So whilst we know that balance is key, for them, they're not thinking balance. They're just thinking, I'm bored, there's nothing to do, I want to see my friends and I can't. So I also am encouraging my kids to actually get on their phones and phone a friend. So rather than just snapping a friend or DMing a friend, where there's the dopamine hit, which increases the the addictivity to the, the, the device, is say to them, call your friend. I don't mind you being on the phone, but call your friend, FaceTime your friend, see your friend virtually, and at least have a conversation face to face. Because that's what's important. That's what they're missing. But because they, they're not thinking that, they think communication is communication, whether they're on Facebook, Face, I mean, FaceTime, Zoom, um, Skype, whatever other platform you're using. They're like, well, why can't I just snap them? I can see a picture of them when we Snapchat each other. We know it's not the same. They don't appreciate it. So I would say to them, you know, you can have, how much time do you want on Snapchat? They might go an hour. And you might say, well, how about you do 30 minutes on Snapchat and 30 minutes as real time as you can make it, either phone a friend. Why don't you make a a timetable of who you're going to phone on which day so you connect with them? Why don't you do a group chat? But here, use my Zoom, use my laptop, use my Zoom platform. Get your friends on it and go and have a chat. Have a hot chocolate. Go pour yourselves a hot chocolate and sit in your rooms and have a chit chat. And they'll go, oh, mom, we don't do that. But here's what you can do. You can say to them, well, you can have 30 minutes on Snapchat and I'm saying you can have an hour chatting to your friends, your choice. But know that when the half hour is up on Snapchat, you're going to have to go and say to them, you know what, your Snapchat time's up. You know what, your fortnight time's up. And they might say, your son might say, mom, I'm just, just about to finish this game. Please, can I just finish the game? And you might say, how much longer? And he might go, Mom, it's maybe just five, ten minutes. Well, in for me, I'm okay with an extra five or ten minutes. But if they said, oh, it's another 40, I would say, no, you've got to finish. So remember to embody their experience, to get into it with them so that they understand you understand and that they know you see and hear them because then they're more likely to quote-unquote comply. But if you barge in and just say, that's it, you've overrun your time, get off your phone right now, they're going to react with with the same energy. They're going to go, you can't make me get off my phone. Everyone else's mum lets them, their kids stay on the phone. You're the meanest mum ever. Whereas if you go and you say, I totally get it. I know it's exciting and I know there's actually not that much more you can do. I know you can't go outside and play your games and do that. But here's the deal. This is not healthy for you. And as a mum... We have to have limits on it. And if you stick to that and make that the new habit, they will wake up to the fact that they're not going to get more than the hour or an hour and 10, whatever it might be. And they're going to hate you for it, but it's just going to become the new normal. What happens is they wear us down. The pushback wears us down. We're tired. We're spent. We're fed up with them saying they don't want to play another board game or have a, a a card game. I don't want to draw. I don't want to go and cook again, mom. I baked brownies yesterday. I'm so bored. I just want to go see my friends. We have to understand that that's their right. It's hard for them and it's hard for them to get off their screens. 
So hopefully there's a few nuggets there that you might be able to um, take from this and put into your lives at home to make them just a little bit easier. And also to try and somehow not be reactive every time you see them on their phones. Just let some of it go. And, you know, in these times where it's all they really have to do, then, you know, to cut them a little bit more slack, I think goes a long way. I'm cutting my kids a lot more slack at this time with regard to their device use. I've just accepted it. It is what it is. It is the current reality. It will end. We know it will end. We have to have hope. And when it ends, what's it going to look like? We don't know. Wouldn't it be amazing if kids were so fed up with being on their devices that when when the doors open and everything's unlocked that they run outside go meet their friends and leave their phones at home we can hope so hopefully this has been helpful to you if you've enjoyed it please don't forget to share it with your friends send it to friends and family parents really need help right now many of us are really struggling during these times and it's my hope that I can support you and help you through it Also to remember that the Revolutionising Parenthood Conference is now online and it's now free. It's free, guys. You can sign up for this summit. It's going to be really good. It's much better than any of the other online summits because you're going to be able to choose and watch actual presentations from experts. Dr. Shafali is going to give the keynote still. And you'll be able to watch it in the comfort of your own home and you'll have it forever. There's workbooks, there's worksheets. It's going to be amazing. So make sure you check out the podcast notes and get the links to that and sign up. I'd love to know that you're part of it and I'm supporting you even more. So thank you so much for listening today. Till next time. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.